On behalf of the congregation of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church, Kingston, and in the name of Jesus Christ, I welcome you this morning. This past week, as part of our National Canada Day celebrations, individuals from nine dance companies from coast to coast were invited by the Globe and Mail to contribute videos that would accompany an original arrangement of Leonard Cohen's song, Anthem. This is a song that speaks of that bittersweet hope with the wonderful phrase, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Well, some dancers chose to dance on shores of ocean or lake, others in field or forest, and one chose to dance in front of a church in the city of Montreal. In the print article, the director of the Toronto-based company Red Sky was quoted as asking, that crack of light, where does it come from? Well, as Christians, we declare it comes from the Holy One. We acknowledge the cracks in our lives as individuals and families, as communities and as a nation, yes, and as humanity. But we also declare that God does not discard that which is broken, that God offers inspiration and new beginnings through the cracks. This is a presence upon which we will focus this morning in both sacrament and song. Being the first Sunday of a new month of grace, it is our tradition to celebrate the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, so I would invite you now to pause for a moment and gather bread and cup and prepare a sacred place. Let us now proceed, and let us do so in song. From all that dwell below the skies, let the Creator's praise arise. was an article on the CBC website this past week that was entitled, Video Chats Short Circuit a Brain Function Essential for Trust. Interesting. It arose out of recent research at Ryerson University in Toronto, and it showed that the computer-mediated communication to which many of us have been mostly reduced these past weeks has led to Zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue, mainly because 
even if you can see and hear another person on the screen, it shows that we still miss something. We miss something of the physical presence and interaction upon which relationships are grounded amongst human beings, upon which relationships can grow amongst human beings. Our human brains have evolved over the millennia and they've come to rely upon many dimensions to acknowledge presence. Not just sight and sound, but also touch and smell and the like. Well, we will proceed now in worship, focusing upon presence. We will take bread and cup in hands, tangible symbols of unmediated presence of the risen Lord with us. And we'll begin by hearing about the importance of our physical participation in the praise of God, and in particular, our singing. Two short passages to be read by our director of music, John Hall, usually hidden at the organ console, but now seen and heard. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our readings today are letters from St. Paul, first to the Colossians, chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The second reading is St. Paul's first letter to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. And here we have the words to a very early Christian hymn. We don't know what the tune was, but I'm going to sing it uh, to a, an early Eastern church mode. Without any doubt, the mystery of our religion is great. He was revealed in flesh, vindicated in spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among Gentiles, believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. He was revealed in flesh, vindicated in spirit, Seen by angels, proclaimed among Gentiles, 
believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. Thanks be to God for these readings of his holy word. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be found now acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Perhaps you have heard about that congregation whose church building was modest and unadorned. That congregation, however, had heard of a set of stained glass windows that had been commissioned, ordered, completed, but in the end not needed by another congregation. And so, and so they purchased those windows. They installed them in their modest sanctuary. And one member looked back and said he shared how much he had enjoyed those new windows from the very beginning and more and more the color shimmering the scenes of scripture depicted yes but most of all 
the dedications of those names at the bottom of each window. He said he would sit there in that sanctuary. He would read the names of individuals and families that he did not know from communities and a church that he never visited, but he just loved the feeling of being surrounded, of being accompanied, of knowing that he is part of a church, of a community of faith larger than him or his time or his place. Well, these weeks of summer, in this year of grace 2020, we do not have the opportunity to sit in the sanctuary of St. Andrew's, Kingston, and be surrounded by these awesome windows. But we do have another particular opportunity to be connected and to be strengthened by the experience and the witness of generations before us. An opportunity through the hymns that we sing. These days, singing has been more or less relegated to the realm of entertainment. It's something others do for us. But personal singing has been an important part of Christian worship since the earliest days of the church. Taking up the tradition of the Jewish people, we have heard Paul exhort, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord your God. And we've also heard an actual hymn sung by the first Christians, perhaps quoted by Paul himself, perhaps even written by Paul himself. He was revealed in flesh, vindicated in spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among Gentiles, believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. The he, of course, is Jesus Christ. This earliest of Christian hymns focuses not upon me and my accomplishments or my sin, not what I am learning or doing or feeling. It focuses exclusively upon Jesus the Christ, how he is the mystery of God revealed to us, how he has died and been raised for us, how he lives in and through us for the glory of God, working from cosmic dimensions the kingdom of God here on earth. Personal singing was important from the very beginning of the church, and it has remained important through all the generations of Christian worship to this very day. Why, you ask? Well, because when we praise God in our singing, something happens that is even greater than we speak our prayers. When we praise God in our singing, we're engaged by this combination of words and music in such a way that the love of which we sing becomes a sharing of that love. The love of which we sing becomes a love experienced by God and us. A couple of weeks ago, I meandered off to speak about Augustine, who straddled the, the fourth and fifth centuries, that great leader of the church in North Africa, 
Well, at one, in one of his articles, writings, Augustine wrote, in the song of the lover, there is the love. So this morning, I invite you to focus with me upon a particular hymn in our book of praise that we often sing. It's based upon a verse from the Old Testament book of the prophet Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2, verse 20, and other images of worship from the Old Testament. The prophet has been declaring that his society has become defined by pride and arrogance, by greed and violence. He describes a world ruined by humanity. But the prophet Habakkuk also declares a new reality, that of the Holy One, the Holy One whose purposes will not be thwarted. He writes, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before the Lord. And so we have a hymn, a hymn that comes to us based on this Old Testament verse from the liturgy of St. James, the oldest surviving complete Christian service that we have. Its origins are in the worship of the Church of Jerusalem. They've been compiled in the third century, and it comes to us now in English across 17 centuries after translations first from Greek and then Syriac. A, a hymn sung just before the celebration of the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Let all mortal flesh keep silence, and with fear and trembling stand. Nothing Ponder nothing earthly-minded, for with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descendeth, our full homage to demand. Kaylee Cardinal was recently announced as the winner of the 2020 Juno Award for Indigenous Artist of the Year. She comes originally from Grand Prairie, but has lived these last years in Edmonton and has written songs about life in the city. The album's entitled Stories from a Downtown Apartment. She's quoted, you write these songs and you're telling stories about your life. And you just hope that it's interesting enough for people to like and relate to, in some way, their own stories. Well, as Kaylee writes stories that tell about her life, I wonder what it is that the Christians of the third century are telling us about their life and their faith in this hymn. I believe they are declaring God is with us. They sing this good news as they approach the Lord's Supper, the gospel becoming real again, anew, as they take bread and wine. Just as looking through a telescope does not create the star that is seen through the telescope, but helps us see what otherwise remains unseen or neglected, so now we're giving we are given this sacrament to experience what is too often neglected or forgotten. God is with us. They sing as they take the bread 
and the wine. There is this sheer amazing physicality of it all. Bread made with wheat from the prairies and waters flowing down long rivers. Wine made from grapes ripened by the sun and fermented with care. In the bread and the wine, they sing of God's delight in this world, the basic goodness of this life, of this creation, and of our lives being rooted in divine intention. These days being suffused with God's delight and God's embrace, they sing this hymn and they declare, God is with us. They sing as they break the bread and pour the cup. How God has come among us, taking on this human flesh fully and deeply, setting aside honor and glory, coming to us as one of us, modest, vulnerable, trusting, to love us back into loving. And if this great incarnation and invitation were not enough, this Jesus, they also sing, lay aside his life for us and our salvation. In his own broken body and blood poured out, creating a bridge for us to walk back to all that is good and to God. And so they sing, God is with us. They sing as they eat the bread and drink the wine. They're not singing of symbols, not singing of just what they hold in their hands. They're singing of what they actually ingest. They sing of the risen Christ who stands not apart but with and within. Just think of the final words of the risen Lord in the Gospel according to Matthew. Lo, I am with you always. There's an intimacy, a presence, a strength for life now of which they sing. It's a strength to break out of ourselves and to live not just with others but for others. To break out of the past and believe that new beginnings are possible by the grace and presence of the Holy One. To trust that there is strength from beyond that will sustain us upon the long journeys and through every season of this life, yea, even into a new life. A strength to acknowledge the beauty that surrounds us, the good in others, and how it all speaks of the, the presence and the promises of the Holy One. To understand that God is with us. And so like the names at the bottom of those stained glass windows, we may not know personally those who first wrote or sang this hymn, or the generations of women and men who have taken up this chorus over the 17th century since. But this morning, surely, we feel their presence, and surely we feel the presence of God, King of kings, yet born of Mary. As of old on earth he stood, Lord of all in human vesture. In the body and the blood, Christ does give to all the faithful his own self for heavenly food. So now 
we join the chorus. We sing with Christians throughout time and space. Let all mortal flesh keep silence. God is with us. Amen. turn now to this time of Holy Communion, communion in Christ with each other and our God. And we begin with a statement of our Christian faith, one that we share with all who've gone before us and all around us within the Church of Christ. Let us together say the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And so to all who truly and earnestly repent of their sin, who are in love and charity with their neighbors, to all who intend to lead a Christian life following the ways of God and the commandments of God, I say come, draw near with reverence, with faith and with thanksgiving, and take this supper of our Lord to your comfort. I say come to this holy table not because you must, but because you may. Come to testify not that you are righteous, but that you sincerely love the Lord a little and yearn to love him more. Come not because you are strong, but because you, you stand in need of heaven's help. Come not to express an opinion, but rather to seek and find a presence. The supper of our Lord is now laid before us, and I say, come. Lift up mind and heart above all selfish fears and cares, and let this bread and this cup be unto you now the outward and visible symbols of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Let us proceed with a great prayer of thanksgiving. Let us pray. Lord our God, we lift up to you our hearts in joyful thanksgiving. We join our voices with your people of every generation and nation, and together we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. We thank you, Lord God, that you hold this world in your hands from beginning to end, that you know each of us by name. You have created us and called us into this life. You have given us breath and blood, thoughts of mind and passions of heart, all that we might be made one with you, that we might be your people here on earth. In many and various ways, you spoke to our parents of old, by prophets, priests, and kings. But in these last days, you've spoken to us by a son, he who is now our only prophet, priest, and king. And we give you thanks for this living remembrance now set before us of how in him our flesh was assumed and broken, but also flesh raised, transfigured, and healed. And here we proclaim with all your people, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. 
And so we pray, O God, for Holy Spirit. We pray that this bread which we break may be our communion in the body of Christ and that this cup we bless and share may be our communion in the blood of Christ. But we pray for Holy Spirit not just upon this bread and wine, but upon us. That we might become your people, that the risen Lord might live in us and that we might live in him. That here at this table, we might be reconciled to you and to each other. And that here barriers might be broken down between young and old, woman and man, wealthy and poor. We pray for Holy Spirit not only upon us, but upon all. That this earth so dear to us might be given a new face. That swords, even now raised, might be beaten into plows. That wars be banished. That gardens be planted. Old wastelands renewed that our broken world might be rebuilt by hands like ours under the roof of Christ, he who is our peace. We pray, O God, that your kingdom come. O God, receive these prayers, and with them receive us, dedicated for your acceptance through Christ our Lord, through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, may all glory and honor be yours, almighty God, now and forever. Hear us as we join together in the words that he taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And so we remember. We remember how, on the night in which he was betrayed, the night before he died for us, our Lord took bread. And after giving thanks to his Father above, he broke it. And he passed it to his disciples and he said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And how in the same manner, he took the cup. And again, he gave thanks to God and he passed it to his friends. And he said, take this and drink of this, all of you, for the forgiveness of sin. This is the new covenant in my blood. Drink of this, all of you. Do this in remembrance of me. The Apostle Paul reminds us that as oft as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he come again. In other words, our Lord lives. 
and in him we live. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. bread of heaven. And the cup of salvation. Let us pray. Lord God, long have you sought us. Mercifully have you redeemed us. Now, O oh God, all we can do and all we can be is a continual thank offering to you. We thank you, O oh God, for the mystery, for the beauty, for every season and circumstance, therefore, of this life, knowing that it is a gift from you, knowing that you hold us through it all. We bear the name of your Son. We follow his way through life and even through death. He is with us. God is with us. This is our assurance this is our trust, this is our praise. In the name of Jesus, amen. Jesus, where'er thy people meet, there they behold thy mercy seat. Let us sing.
And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his favor upon you and grant you peace. Amen. Thank you.